Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday, July 20th. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we are live, and it is actually live. Um, you can see here. Well, actually, let me see. There we go. July 20th. We're live. Uh, got a little bit of a, a started off a few minutes late today, but we're here. We're live. If you're tuning in with us this morning, let us know in the comments where you're tuning in from. Uh, it's always fun to see where people are tuning in from because we got people from all over the world. In fact, today's guest, uh, I believe is in Switzerland and, um, we've had guests from all over the place, the UK, um, Germany this week or last week, I think it was this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, another one, uh, today. So let's welcome in our guest for the day. Camila, how are you? I'm good. And you, how are you doing? Doing well. I'm doing really well. So you grew up in the, in the States, then moved to Switzerland. Is that right? Yes, actually I moved to Switzerland in 2016 okay. because I got married to a Swiss guy. So I didn't have the option. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. I was just gonna, uh, who's the pro? Oh, you didn't marry Roger Federer, did you? Oh, no. Would have wanted <laughs> Just like He's Swiss, right? Yes, he's Swiss. Okay. okay. I did marry another tennis player, though. But you did? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. That's so funny. Cool. How do you like Switzerland? It's very beautiful. It's, yeah. I was saying to Jan, it's very postcard destination, you know, like, However, you see a postcard and you buy it, that's really like the views over here. So it's very beautiful. Wow, cool. I love it. Um, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking a few um, a few minutes of your time to come chat with us. And I know you've got, you know, a full-time job and a lot of stuff going on. So um, thanks for coming on. Tell us a little bit about, um, I mean, you've got actually lots of stuff going on you you've got a full-time job and you used to do tennis and all that kind of stuff tell us a little bit about um yeah your your history in tennis and maybe that birthed a little bit of um competitive drive that's helped you in entrepreneur uh entrepreneurship but tell us a little bit about your journey bring us into your world and then tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and you know you've got a job you've got a digital business that you've started um how did that all happen? So if I go back all the way to my tennis um, career, um, I played professionally for around three years. Uh, then I decided that I wanted to get married with my husband and get a family. So I had this very entrepreneur mindset going in, you know, with tennis, it was really like, if you don't do the work, how do you expect to get results, right? So I always had this mindset, but when I came to Switzerland, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I had to do. I had to go back to school. I had to um, find the first job I could find because, well, we needed the money, you know, to sustain ourselves as a married couple, couple and all. Sure. So I literally found a job on retail and um, had to start from zero. I mean, I had to learn to speak French as well. I had a really like, I was nowhere. And for the past six years, I literally lost 
the mindset about an entrepreneur, about wanting to build my businesses and wanting to like do whatever it takes for getting what I want in life and that financial freedom for my family and all. Mm. And when I found the challenge, I, I kind of got back, you know, there's this video about Eric Thompson and that's exactly the video I would used to use in my tennis career. You know, like if you don't want it as bad as you want to breathe, then uh, forget about it, you know? So (laughs) I I watched it and I was like, God, like, no, this is like, this has to be my sign. This has to be how I make it my own way, my own journey. And um, that's when I was like tapped in into like, affiliate marketing and how I wanted to start my online business and grow back that mindset that I had lost in the past years. Wow. Crazy. The exact same video from, uh, from Eric, same one. Yes. Wow. That's so cool. Isn't that a great clip, man? Yeah, it was was pretty mind blowing. And I was like, okay, like literally it has to be my sign. Like this has to be the one thing uh, for me, like, yeah. there's too much coincidence <laughs> yeah to- yeah totally wow so geez you you feel like you've lost a little bit of that that maybe like fire or something and then and then it it starts to come back and I, I can make a comparison but I am no professional athlete but I did play sports a lot and uh and hitting adulthood where there was like sort of this drop-off was a little weird for me it was like where do I put like all of this like energy and fire and whatever into? Um, and yeah, I found entrepreneurship was a good place to put that. There's always challenges. It's, it's honestly sometimes even better than sports because for, in my opinion, just because there's always something to learn. There's always a new, everything's always changing. Same with sports though. Right? Like, I mean, in sports, Think about like, think about tennis 20 years ago versus tennis today. It's like a, it's, or basketball, same thing. I saw this clip of this guy. I used to play basketball. So I saw this clip of this guy who, who was, um, he was at the NBA, like a pro day or something where he was auditioning to like get drafted into the NBA and he jumped and, and his reach on his jump was like over 12 feet and his hip, like, his hip, the side of his hip was basically at the the height of the rim. And, you know, like 30 years ago, that was like, we were almost like a different species. It's crazy. And I find the same as with entrepreneurship is like 10 years ago, uh, when I started online, this whole short form video content thing is just didn't exist. It basically just wasn't a thing. And, um, and it's really changed the game. And, and I, what I found is the ability to adapt and change on a dime quickly. Um, as if you're, as if you're, let's just make all the cheesy sports analogy, as if you're chasing a tennis ball, you hit it and you've got to, you've got to plant and cut and get, you got to go the other way. I mean, it's just nonstop plant, cut, plant. And, um, and that's kind of the game of business too. So did, were you the first thing that you found when you came online? Was it like, was you come online um, and you're like, well, maybe I'll find some sort of way to make money. Were you searching for something or did you just stumble upon it? I was searching without knowing what I was searching for. Kind of. I, 
I did fall for a get rich quick scheme because um, I was so into getting out of my nine to five. And uh, I think I was a bit in depression and I mm. fell for that. And my husband and I, we ended up losing around 5K. Oh. <laughs> so um, that was very bad. Yeah. So when I found, of course, about a month later, I found um, legendary and affiliate marketing and all I I was very, very skeptical because I had just lost so much money and I wasn't ready to lose more, you know? Yep. But I said, okay, it's seven bucks. Okay. I mean, uh, seven more bucks. It's not going to do it, like change anything anymore after that 5k. Right. So, so I took the challenge and like, as soon as I saw that there was actually a program behind it, I, yeah. I believed in it, you know? And so I said like, okay, so finally I found what I wanted and, the person that introduced me to affiliate marketing, um, she has my first, my same name, so I'm sure you know who it is. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like we had the same story, you know, her, she had moved to the U.S. Yeah. She had to learn the language and like she was feeling a bit lost with her, with herself and her career and how she had a college degree, but it wasn't serving any purpose at all in her nine to fives. And so I was like, okay, like, it's time. I know that I have a different mindset than everyone. And I literally quit my accounting job that I was like ha having me depressed. I had found already an HR in a big company. And I said like, okay, let's use the full-time job to make money, you know, so that yeah. I can sustain my family in the meantime that my business takes off. And then once it takes off, I will quit, you know? Yes. Then I found out that actually the company is thinking of closing like the HR department in this country in Switzerland mm. by the end of the year. So I'm like, that's perfect because if I'm going to get probably fired at the end of the year, I will at least have my backup plan, you know? Mm. So that, that was like a way, like a sign for me. So I'm a bit more like I was, I'm using my nine to five to have the financial freedom I want to have. And to be able to use that money and guide it in a better way for, for my family and for myself, you know. So that's what I'm doing currently. Hopefully, I'll quit before being fired, you know. But <laughs> that's the goal, I guess. Yeah, I. Um, okay, so I wanted to just make a something came to mind when you were talking about the the whole like get get rich quick thing, and I just wanted to just wanted to comment on that because. Um, I've, I've done that too, but sometimes I forget about, you know, buying things that are just complete BS. Uh, and, and, but early on I, I was in, I don't know, I, I took out, uh, basically if I could get a credit card, I took it out and I, I had like $35,000 in credit cards. And, um, and I, I don't think I would recommend this to everybody. <laughs> I don't know how smart that was. But I will say that there's, there is sort of a, um, how I viewed it, I should say how I viewed it, was there was kind of like a cost of admission, like almost like a, for me, like I, I think people have different levels and gauges. I do see some people come into this industry um, to get educated about digital marketing or whatever, and this is the only thing that they buy and they're super happy but it's pretty rare. In fact, a lot of people who do that end up going and purchasing other shiny objects and coming back and saying, well, I just didn't know. 
And I think there is, I think there is a learning curve that needs to happen with a lot of people where with most people, I think, uh, where you have to purchase a couple things or you have to try a couple things and feel the waters and just like everything's so new and so overwhelming. And so like what you just don't even really have any bearings of what is what. And so, you know, I just wanted to comment on that, that I, I think for me, looking back on the last 10 years of um, having started affiliate marketing businesses, having sold my own digital courses, I think that what I look back on is there was this initial cost of admission that there's just no other way to do it other than like, hey, you might buy into a scam. <laughs> it just might happen. And then, you know, as you learn, okay, like I got really bad support there. Oh, I didn't make any money there. I, I didn't learn any skills there. This, this didn't really, this wasn't for me then you can find what's for you over time. And I think that that's, that's a liberating thing because we often tell ourselves, you know, Oh my God, how could I have been so gullible or, Oh, how didn't I see that? Or like, you know, and there's this whole narrative we can tell ourselves. And I, I just think, you know, more and more, I, I witnessed people come on the show and they've tried drop shipping. They tried Amazon. They bought this course and they bought this mentorship and they bought, you know, crypto trading and all of this stuff. And then eventually they're just like, I just need a place that's like, how do I learn and get some support? That's all I need. Um, so anyway, and I, I think that I just also wanted to comment on your journey to um, figuring out how to, how to um, um, navigate the world of your job. And I think that that is, I think that, um, making shifts and making changes is important, but also, you know, if I could go back 10 years ago, I would have, you know, just, and I did this to a certain extent. I worked 50, 60 hours a week, but I was working, you know, shitty retail jobs where I was making nothing. Um, but I was always using that. I, I reframed my job in a way where I said, I, I, can, I can get a baseline. I can pay our bills. And I'm going to get into some debt, but I'm going to consider it like my master's degree. And um, so everything for me was just a reframe, right? Because I had this narrative of shame going on. I had this narrative of, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I, I hid that from my wife for a long time. And we finally sat down one night and, uh, you know, I was just like, hey, look, I've been going to therapy for two years. I need to get some shit off my chest, you know, and like, and, and then it was just this freeing, liberating. And I thought, oh my God, she'll leave me. Oh my God, she'll hate me, whatever. And she was just like, okay, like, cool. Like you'll figure it out. And I was like, damn. And I reframed my job as the thing that would help me um, build my business. I reframed my debt as my education, my learning curve. And eventually down the road, I mean, it took a, it took a, a solid five, six years for me because I didn't have short form video content. I didn't have a lot of the stuff we have today and, and I had some inaction, but eventually uh, paid that all off basically in a day, just kind of sat down and was like, pay, 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 pay. And for me, that's how that happened. It doesn't happen like that for everybody, but 
no. Is, um, that reframe of, I, I like when people figure out how to, how to navigate the waters of this in-between time where you're figuring out how am I going to go full-time with this, but also I've got bills to pay and I'm, I've got my job and everything like that. How do you feel like you're balancing that? Cause you also have kids. Yes. Well, <laughs> that, that was exactly what I was going to go into. Like if it was my husband and me, I would have already taken the risk with my job and, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, sure, but sure. it's for my kids that I, my two girls um, that I cannot really take that risk and like leave their like comfort zone because as a mother, you just want them to be comfortable and to be happy and have everything. And so that's the only reason why I haven't literally quit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do. I do have two kids and they're pretty toddlers. So they're pretty much running everywhere all the time. And <laughs> exhausting. And do you, work, do you work from home? I have the option. I literally have to go once a week to the office, but I try to go a bit more because as taking advantage, they have a fitness. So mm. I can use it for free, you know? Oh, nice. <laughs> so I try to go a bit more like mornings uh, and then I, I can actually like focus a bit more the afternoons and um, with the girls and everything. And so I can do my videos, post them and um, create my content and strategies and whatever I'm going to be working on uh, while working at the same time, you know, right. <laughs> working my nine to five. <laughs> yes. but, uh, you and everyone else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's, uh, it's interesting because, um, God, that's a lot to, that's a lot to handle. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you find, uh, so when did, how long ago did you find us? Was that like? It was back in February. February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so your journey to um, purchasing the challenge, um, purchasing our blueprints, getting started, actually creating content. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious about you being in Switzerland and creating content and who is your audience there and how does that, how, I'm guessing that most of your content is all English. Is that right? I'm doing all in English. Yes. Because, you know, Switzerland has three languages. Right. So it's uh, French, German, and Italian. Yeah. So. so very complicated so I literally decided okay if I do in French then German people are not gonna understand and Italian people even worse so it was gonna be impossible so I said like, okay I will go in as an American and in English and no matter what if they decide to go and take the challenge it's actually in English so they need to if they don't know the language they cannot really do it, you know, I so I, that's why I base myself in English. And also, you know, there's, I've seen that most of my followers, it's like Spain, Germany, uh, Switzerland, and France. So I, I think I thought it was the best way to go actually just with the English and after it is the international language, you know, so. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. I, yeah. I, um, and do do your insights or do you have any way of showing where most of your audience is from? 
Yeah, actually on TikTok, when you go into your analytics, you can check like the percentage of your following from where they're from. Yeah. And you can actually see like um, it says, for example, 35% Germany, 35% Switzerland, 10% Spain. And it, it usually never arrives to the 10%, like to the 100%, but at least you have your, I think, top five countries and, and you can base yourself in that way in order to know at what time you can post, what's the best time, um, what's everything. Because me, what I've seen is that if I post before 4 p.m., my videos will go nowhere. Like I will get no views. So if if once, guys, you're in, in Europe, post not before 4 p.m. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a good nugget. I like that. Yeah, and oh, man, just that one little... I've had, we've had people on the show who, I mean, they've been posting for so long and they, they hadn't ever considered that they would wake up at the same time each morning and post like one to two videos at the same time, every single day for months. And somebody was like, yeah, you should just try posting at a different time of day. Like just post random different times of day. And their, their channel just took off. And just lots of traffic and lots of leads, lots of views on their videos, all just because they started posting at a different time and something clicked, you know, and um, that's that's the willing that's the you've got to be willing to try different things and and just experiment and test and see what happens kind of thing. Um, and we do that here and and um, but we do that. <laughs> Like some of the split tests that we run are just at a little bit bigger level and they make me nervous sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I hope I don't break everything here. Um, but so with um, with um, the actual content creation, did you find that hard, easy? Were you on social media? Had you done it before? No, I'm literally the most introvert person in the planet, I think. I hate posting about my life in like <laughs> if anyone goes into my personal instagram you'll see it's private and i have only people i know and it's literally family and it's i think the last time i posted was probably like around february or something like that you know so like wow. no one knows anything about me like uh unless i post and so at the beginning i was very stressed with the content creation but the more I was doing it, the more I was pushing myself to do it, mm. I felt more and more comfortable to the point that now I don't really care. Like I'm, I'm without makeup. I'm sometimes even in my pajamas and I'm like, okay, let's just go do some videos. I mean, seven second videos. Let's just do them while I'm preparing my coffee, whatever, who cares? And um, so it's been really like I've, I've seen an evolution and if uh, you would go to my account at the beginning, you would laugh probably. You would be like, what is she doing? I mean, she's zero comfortable. Like she's not a camera person. Yeah. And um, I all the time show my videos to my husband before I post them. And then he's like, sometimes he's like, you, you grew confidence, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I literally grew confidence. I think I got to the point where I didn't care what people thought anymore. And um, that was really a turning point for me because, I mean, they're not feeding me. So why should I care what they think? Yeah. And it's my business. And if I cannot get comfortable, hmm. then it's never going to work for me. So right. I decided to get like past that, that little rock I had 
because I was such an introvert. I even considered doing without my face, but I was like, maybe it would be harder or, and people I believed that they like, they like to see the face behind, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let's push myself. Let's get myself out of that comfort zone and try it. And like my lives, my lives are very bad. (laughs) Oh, well, I wouldn't say very bad. Not here, but in TikTok, it feels very weird. You know, you're, you're literally talking to yourself and it's, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I haven't been able to like get comfortable in it, but I'm trying and I keep doing and eventually I think it will just work. <laughs> yeah, totally. It will. I, I used to do webinars. Um, man, I, I probably can't find it. I probably can't find that photo, but I used to do webinars live. And when I started doing webinars live, I, I had like, I would be just sweating like profusely. Actually, I do have a photo here. Let me show you this photo. This is embarrassing, but um, uh, I have, let me see if I can share this. Okay. Um, Oh my God. You can't see this, can you? No. (laughs) Yes. I have it open, but I think it's just, oh, here we go. Take two. Uh, I can relate to the whole like um, nervousness and let's try to, uh... well, this just might not work, so we'll see, but. I get the feel because I am sweating right now. (laughs) Yeah, well, I get really nervous when like, oh, here we go. Boom. All right. Yeah. So I used to do them in this is this was a 600 square foot apartment. And this is I have my TV open. And I have my laptop. And I have a piece of buttered toast. And my notes. And um, I used to set up for our webinars and our cheap little I mean, we were Remember how I said that we were like $35,000 in debt. I mean, we were, we, we furnished our whole place by buying like $20 furniture on Craigslist. And this was like $650 a month. It was our, it was our second apartment, but tiny apartment. Um, the, the air conditioner was just in the, in the, um, in the living room and it wouldn't reach our bedroom. So I had to set up like this little, like trail of fans from the air conditioner to get into the bedroom and uh and i would do webinars right here but i'm just telling you i i didn't ever uh most of the time i just didn't ever get anyone on the webinar like i was just sitting there uh just like talking to nobody and the weird part is is like in that case it was on go to webinar and i had to pay for the service i had to get people to sign up and register days in advance and put it on their calendar to show up and now you can just hold up your phone and just be like i'm gonna go live and there's a good chance that people are just gonna kind of stumble upon you you've got followers who are just you know they've got scrolliosis and they're just boom 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 and uh, they're going to find you that way. And so the, the, I, 
man, I totally get the like, this is so weird, but I will tell you that does go away the same way that creating content, you know, that whole weirdness and awkwardness, you know, eventually just kind of, I don't know, it just fizzles to the point where you're like, I don't even remember what it felt like to be nervous about this anymore. It just doesn't matter. Who cares? And it just becomes this little thing. But if you think back to the moment when you first started, it was a heat. It was your whole world was consumed by that stress and anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's so true. But unfortunately, my lives apparently do not attract people. <laughs> I'm getting But sometimes after 30, 40 minutes, I'm like, okay, you know what? It's it's pointless. I stop. I like no. <laughs> you know, I try this. Try this. Let me let me give you a tip. Um, the other day on one of our blueprints webinars, I don't know if you, um, if you, and I posted about this in our Facebook group, but, um, this, this, uh, this lady, Bonnie, um, she went live and she put up, uh, what she did is she typed out a, a really great headline in her notes app. Ah, she yeah, I think I yeah. Do a, try a green screen. Have you tried it? I haven't tried. I, I, I still, I'm still like figuring out the lives. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to add stuff behind. I'm, I'm okay. so not tech savvy. Like I, it's so. It's, it's just, just screenshot it and then, and then Google search how to put a green screen behind you. Okay. How to, how to do a green screen in TikTok. Cause it's, it's really easy. It's really fast to do it. And, and, um, you, you'll figure it out. It's not too techy, but, uh, but what it does is as people are scrolling, it creates sort of a, um, attention a, grabber. bingo. Yeah. It's a, it's like a way to have a hook that you would normally have on your video, but on your live, you're just like, kind of like eh, scrolling or whatever. The other thing you can do that lots of people do this is they put for the description of their live, they put mentioned you. So it looks like as you're scrolling, somebody who's like a user is like mentioned me. Like what? Do I know this? Person? <laughs> okay, I've never seen that, but that's not yeah. Right. I see it all the time, and they're all the lives that I see. They're on my for you page, and every time I see it, I know people do this as like a stupid little hack, right? But every time I see it, I'm a little bit like mentioned to you. Wait, like it's. You it, <laughs> It's a gut response in humans that like, there's no way around it. I can't do anything to not feel like, what is this? Why are you mentioning me? You know? So anyway, a couple tips and whatever. Um, on your, on your, uh, for, for everybody who's here, people who are newer and, you know, people who have doubts or thoughts like, well, you know, I'm in Europe and I can't go. I can't go as viral. It can't grow a following like you could in maybe the U.S. or whatever. Uh, what would you say? To, I'll give you the last word today. What's what would you say to those people who might have some excuses or some limiting beliefs about what's possible for them and and maybe they're nervous creating content? What would you say to those people? I would say that I'm the perfect example about not having a big following but that your business can still bloom so that you just need to keep going stay consistent put in the work and that maybe it will take a bit longer than in the u.s but that it will come it will be something i also believe affiliate marketing is coming into the europe so 
I mean, if you're in Europe, just just start, just do it because maybe you're going to be the person that brings it into your country and then your business will just take off and it all will be just because you put in the work. So that's that's what I would say. I would agree. And people tell me all the time, how do I get in? How do I change my SIM card? And should I get a new phone with a US SIM card? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you could do that. But also, I your approach is exactly what I tell people, which is like, you've got this massive, massive opportunity. This is growing and expanding. And maybe it's not you're an early adopter for your location. That's a good place to be. It's the best place to be. Um, well, cool. Uh, Camila, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, this is amazing. Yeah, very inspirational. And um, I'll throw up your social handle so you can um, snag a few followers from today's show. <laughs> thank uh, you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. And thank you for inviting me. And I hope I'll be back soon. <laughs> We'd love to have you back. Just, just send us a little email. We love having people come back on. Great. I will do so. Cool. Thank you so much. Um, you can follow Camila on TikTok, Build Wealth Without 9 to 5. So if you're just listening, it's B-U-I-L-D, Wealth, Without, and then it's the number 9, T-O, and then the number 5. So like 925. Um, and give her a follow. And then also give her a few likes on, on a few videos, comment. Hey, I saw you on wake up legendary or comment. Um, what was inspirational about today's show and, um, give her some love on TikTok. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Same time, same place, 10 AM Eastern. Uh, if you'd like to get a text message reminder, every time that we go live, you can do that by texting the letters WUL to 813-296-8553. And you'll get a short little text message. I don't know if I got mine, but you'll get a short little text message. Boom. There it is. Every single morning. And then you can literally just tap that little link right there. And boom, you'll get jumped right into the live. And uh, you'll get that every morning. Uh, we've never actually tried to sell anything on these text messages. We don't do a lot of promotional through those. We're just simply trying to get as many people as we can get the word out um, to wake up legendary instead of waking up to CNN and Fox News and all that other bullshit. So um, we'll be back here again tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll see you then. Peace out, everybody. See ya.